Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. You're now tuned into For Real Though with me, Rock Ruiz. And I, I, I decided to mix up that intro a bit because I always just say, Hey, what's up, everybody? You know, it, it, it pays to mix things up once in a while. Anyways, today we're going to be talking about Midsommar or Midsommar. I don't know how you pronounce it because some people in the movie say Midsommar and some people who review it say Midsommar. So yeah, okay. For this review, Midsommar. That's how I'm going to say it, okay. Okay, so we're going to be talking about Midsommar today. And I know this review is a bit late, but that's because of two reasons. One, I didn't want to review this movie right after because this movie is one of those movies that kind of has a shock value factor in it. So how you feel about the film as a whole right after the movie might not exactly represent what you actually think about it, if I'm making any sense. And the second reason why this review is late is because it's been raining crazy this past week and I didn't want to record a review with like raindrops in the background because who's going to want to listen to that? Or, you know, if you guys listen to that review, you guys might fall asleep because of how therapeutic the rain sounds. I don't know. I don't know if you're like me who listens to, like, raindrops falling as a lullaby, but... Okay, that's besides the point. Back to Midsommar. Ah, Midsommar. I'm sorry. I just... I said that I was going to say it as Midsommar the entire review, and I went back on it. Anyway, Midsommar is the second... I'm not sure if it's the second film ever of Ari Aster. That's his name, right? Ari Aster. Yep, Ari Aster, who directed Hereditary. But it's definitely his second film that's gained a lot of attention. Because I'm sure I'm sure he's made like short films or less known films before. But after Hereditary, this is the follow-up. This is the movie people have been waiting to see after they loved hereditary so much okay some people hated it some people loved it personally me the way i see hereditary is it's a horror movie and the point of a horror movie is to scare you to leave you disturbed to sometimes have a compelling story and that was hereditary for me like it had a good story it was interesting it was gripping the suspense was great the visuals and the audio in the movie just creeped me the hell out. So that's why I thought Hereditary was a good horror movie. Also, I will never watch Hereditary again because of how good a horror movie it is. And I was expecting maybe Midsommar would be, wouldn't, wouldn't be as scary. Because, come on, Hereditary was mostly at night. This movie, walking into the, I mean... Once you see the trailer of Midsommar, it's like sunny, it's colorful, and somehow equally as disturbing, but not as scary, if I'm making any sense. Okay, so if you guys don't want to hear major spoilers, you might want to pause this review first and get back to it. But if you want to know what I thought about the film, like, really quick, without spoiling anything, I enjoyed it. Well, I didn't enjoy it, like in a sadistic kind of way like oh my gosh i love gore i love torture i love violence no i enjoyed it as a film because it was really experimental in a way because it was doing horror 
in a way that we're not used to seeing it. And that's what I enjoyed about the movie. Now, the story of the film isn't really compelling. It's not as compelling as the story in, um, in Hereditary. And the characters aren't as interesting. But it's, it's the treatment. The treatment of the film is what sold it for me. The way Ari Aster kind of, I wouldn't say reinvented horror. Because I have seen horror before that didn't necessarily need darkness or jump scares. Like this movie. It didn't need darkness or jump scares to be horror. So it's not exactly new. Like 100% new. But it was fresh. Like you don't see that every day. You don't see that in every horror film you watch. So it's it's very rare. And without, you know, spoiling too much, the juxtaposition of the bright colors and the way the director kind of treated this movie as if it wasn't his intent to scare you. Like, he just showed the horrific aspects of the movie. But he didn't show it in a way to make it trying hard to be scary. Like, it was just scary because of what it was, not because of how he presented it. And that's what kind of made it additionally unsettling. Like, especially unsettling. Because you're seeing these horrific images, and yet the music isn't horrifying. The cinematography isn't horrifying. It just... That juxtaposition, or let's say visual irony... Of this, of this um, very very disturbing visual happening, and yet it's like you're not watching a horror movie because the music isn't scaring you, and the lighting isn't scaring you. So there's that. Okay, so after the movie, I wasn't as scared as I was disturbed. Like that's what this movie is. It isn't exactly a horror movie. In a way that, you know, movies with demons and possessions and ghosts and stuff scare you. Or zombies or vampires. This horror movie is very grounded. Like, this could totally happen in real life. And, but it's not something you'd see every day. It's not something that could happen to you if you just stayed in your own home. But somewhere else in the world, it could totally be happening. And... The scary thing about it is it's so normal it's normalized so much in the movie. Like I'm going to get to that when I talk to spoil talk about spoilers later on, but it's so normalized how disturbing these things are. Like you see how normal it is for these villagers to experience something so disturbing like they're not even scared about it at all. There's no taboo around it. And that's all I have to say. When it comes to the spoiler-free part of this review. So yeah, if you haven't seen the movie yet. And you have every intention of actually seeing it. Pause this uh, podcast first. Come back. But if you don't care about spoilers. And you don't want to see the movie. Well, we're going to be talking about spoilers. So okay. Spoiler number one that I have to shed some light on is. The way her parents died in the start. And the way her sister died. So much emphasis was given on it. And I was 
wondering if it had any value later on in the film. And it did, but I thought there was some connection to the cult and to the death of the sister and the parents. But apparently it's totally detached. It was just something that had to happen to our lead character, Danny, for her to be, you know, extra sensitive, extra, you know, um, on the edge. But yeah, a few of, I, I talked about this scene to a few of my friends and they, they were like, yeah, why didn't they get, they, why didn't they connect it? Like so much emphasis was given to it in the beginning of the film and yet there was no callback to it later on, like no connection. And yeah, I just found that weird. Like, okay, not everything has to be connected in a movie, but it would have been better if you're going to give something that much emphasis and it's not really going to have any connection to the rest of the story besides it being used as a, as a plot device. So there's that. And another thing that I didn't like so much about the movie um, is the characters weren't really likable. Because in a horror movie, you're going to want to root for the main character. You're going to want to root for the other characters, if not just the main character. But in this movie, like, no one was actually likable. I mean, Danny was a little bit likable. The main girl, Danny. But, you know, she... She was more of kind of really vanilla for me. I don't know about you guys. That's just me. But I, I really felt bad for her because of how she was mistreated by everyone else around her despite her not being that bad of a person at all. Like, she didn't really seem that needy. She didn't seem that annoying. And yet, uh, this group of friends and her boyfriend were kind of being jerks to her. Well, most of them. And they could have drove that point even harder. Um, They could have... They could have, I guess made her more likable yeah for me it, it could have been pushed just a bit more like i don't know exactly what it is that was missing but her as a protagonist could have been a bit more likable instead of so vanilla but maybe okay i'm i'm trying to think from the point of view of ari aster here maybe he made her vanilla because that's the way the village kind of was and in the end of the movie, she kind of fit in with everyone else. Oh, I see it now. Yeah. Okay, I'm not being sarcastic at all, but I'm starting to see the point of her being so plain is because the people in the village were like that. And she was really in pain and she was going through a lot. And now finally, the people of the village accept her and support her for what she is. Oh my God, Ari Aster, you're a genius. You're making me realize stuff, you know, weeks after, a week after seeing the movie. And I think this movie is going to be one of those movies where you like it the more you think about it and the more time goes by. Because right after seeing the movie, I was like, okay, that was okay. But the more time passed by and the more I thought about the movie, I was like, damn, this movie's something else. Okay, it's not the best horror movie ever. But I love the way it was treated. And like, especially the ending where there's flowers everywhere and it was so colorful. And yet, you know, people were being burned alive christian was being burned alive in a bear suit right after that freaking horrific i don't know sex scene is that what you call it because like something else was happening there it wasn't just a sex scene it was was crazy 
Um, yeah, the ending of that movie with the music being all like uplifting but eerie at the same time. It was it was something else. Like I didn't love this movie so much that I'm going to defend every single thing about it, but I really appreciated what the director was doing with it. Like as a film lover, um I don't love this movie for what it is. Like the story could have been more compelling, the writers uh the characters could have been could have been written better, but I love what Ari Aster was doing it doing with it as a director. Like I love when they experiment. I love when they play around with it, with movies, with style, um, and do it well. Granted, this movie is a bit self-indulgent, but it was done well. And I really appreciate that. If the point of the movie was to make you feel disturbed, was to get under your skin, well, then it worked. And if I were to give a numerical rating to this movie, it would be, I don't know, 6.8? Or 7 out of 10 for me. And that's not bad. That's not bad at all. For me, a movie being average to the point of it being forgettable would be 5. And a movie being bad would be 4 for me. But like, for this movie, it's 6.8 or 7. Or I don't know, eventually, I might like it so much that it'll be 8. But for now, it's going to be like 6.8 for me. And... The graph, the the images in this movie, like, dude, they're so graphic. They really stick with you. Like, okay, this movie isn't gonna make you afraid. I don't know about you guys, but with me, as a point for comparison, heredi- Hereditary, like, made me so scared to turn off the lights at night for like weeks. This movie, I was able to sleep like a baby after seeing it. But the the images of the disturbing things are what stick with you. Like, you remember it, and you're like, oh man, that sucked. I mean, that's su- that, it was a good visual for a horror movie but it sucked to see it like experience seeing something so disturbing and okay this podcast episode has gone on long enough but if you guys haven't seen it yet and you wanna see a director enjoying what he's doing trying out something new without being completely sure if it'll work or not go see Midsummer. like it's still a good experience it's like seeing a painting like, okay, that sounds super pretentious right now, but, like, some paintings are, like, you don't really see the point, but it's a beautiful painting for some reason. And that's what this movie is. I know there are many underlying points in this movie. There's so many philosophical points in it. There's so many social political stuff going on in this movie. But you don't really have to analyze all of that to take it for what it is and just see it as a good experimental-ish horror movie. And I don't know if I'm making sense right now, but if you're still listening to the podcast, that means you listen to the whole episode. So I love you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And sorry for the review being late. But I will try my best to make it on time next time. If it's not the type of movie that needs further thought or, you know, further soaking in my brain after seeing it. And if the weather's not that bad that I can record with a clear sky and no noise. Yeah, so that's about it for Midsommar. I will not watch it again, though. I mean, unless I'm forced into it, then I guess it won't be so bad because at least the flowers were colorful, right? For real, though.